Hi. What I want to talk about today, I had a phone call from one customer and he was questioning about inspections, what we do, does the inspection have any warranty and um, why would I have to do the inspection if I can have a look on a, on a MOT advisories. Which is a valid point, you know, actually, because because edu education comes with sort of practice and understanding certain things um, and certain measures, and, and and then you grow accordingly. Which I understand his point, and he's right. It doesn't need actually inspection. You can have a look on MRT, which is fine in a um, in a real in a in a not in a real world, but an ideal situation, right? In the illusion, uh, you would think. But the thing is, as from educational perspective, MRT is just a legal requirement. Also, MRT has some tolerances. And in the UK, the MOT check in general is not very strict. As long as you pass MOT, uh, uh, I mean emissions emission tests, and they also can be some tolerances within the place in a in suspension components, etc. Right? Which is again a bit vague. So therefore, it leaves for an MOT tester a legal sort of loophole um, if I can sort of specify that way because if you allow some sort of tolerances how are you going to measure them exactly they were at the time of MOT test right? secondly there's many garages who sell repair cars and they have MOT stations right and what happens is in a trade there's a lot of self-interest and from the government perspective there is no standard what MOT station is allowed to do. You know they can repair cars, MOT them to check for the standard uh, of the government um, guidelines um, to pass or fail an MOT. They can also sell the cars, right? As you person who doesn't understand the trade, it leaves the person who running the business and for somebody who understands the trade, there's a, the, the interpretation can be of what I just mentioned, what they can are allowed and do, there's a huge conflict of interest, right? If you repair the cars, in my opinion, you shouldn't be MOT in the, uh, MOT in the vehicles. It's just because it never goes to the right, because that means there could be a blink and of eye, a blink with the eye to one person, and, and, and not blink of the eye for other person. That means the decisions cannot be equal, right? Between people who actually taking the vehicles to the MOT test, right? So as the seller, 
has conflict. I mean, so was the MOT tester or MOT garbage who fix and repair and sell cars, as there are quite few. Um, they are in a conflict of interest, right? So that means they will pass the car with some um, advisory, which could be vital for buyer, as the person who phoned me will have a look on advisories on MOT, which is fine, but they are, like I said, I've seen there is, you know, and that will be down to the Bosa to do this, but it's, for them it's impossible to control, you know. Um, there's millions of blue cars on the road and every those cars needs uh, an MOT certificate every year. And for them to police this, it would be almost impossible unless they stop this sort of MOT system in the UK where garbage which qualifies for the size of the premises to, to build an MOT station you know um, that problem will never go away you know um, ethics in a trade are very not bad but they, they are low you know so that means whoever sells repairs cars at one place they have a huge conflict of interest, like I said, right? So as the sellers um, have conflict of interest when they know people who MOTs the vehicles or those MOT stations are just nearby on the next door, right? Where, again, not always everything's played by the rules. Therefore, I have seen that will can be a reply to the, the customer. It's hard to describe for somebody who's convinced on certain things, uh, which doesn't happen. Um, that only happens in ideal world, but we don't live in an ideal world, world because um, everyone tries to cut corners. There's many unethical people in the trade. Um, so as Davis unethical sellers, right? As everything starts from there's no used car standard, and um, and basically, I have created the used car standard, and we follow the used car standard when I, when we go and inspect every single vehicle. So when I reply to this customer, right, in a long-winded reply, it's a bit educational. We look for those items, what should be. Well, you as a consumer would want to be right, right? But they never are. So that's why we have that standard and the basic maintenance items. What are those minimum requirements? Reason why we have those minimum requirements, they are not legal minimum requirements. So when everything is falling a bits and you have to start replacing all of them, like uh, when it gets too late on the MOT. Um, those are minimum legal requirements um, defined by Transport of London. Etc. by Bolsa, etc. And, um, and I'm also sort of policing that, um, right? So, so, what I mean by this, so when we go by our minimum standards, so that means we making sure when you're buying this vehicle, you can drive this vehicle at least for two years, you know, and you will not have to replace tires, disc and pads. Maybe some silly faults, electrical faults uh, in, a, in a diagnostic scans, coolant leaks, oil leaks. This is no-no for us, right? Because they will cost money 
vehicle. So that's why we have that set standard minimum measurements, what we consider as good used vehicle, where you can buy safely and uh, drive for two years and your vehicle should not have any problems. Obviously, um, there's another context of when you buy a used vehicle and it, and it passes our used car quality check, the standard what we have, don't forget it's a used car and it can break down. You know, so that means you always have to make sure you have a appropriate extended warranty. Seller's warranty or any extended warranty. Let's just talk about more vehicles above five, six year old, up to 10 and up to 100,000 miles, because those would be the deadlines when any warranty would sort of really cover you. Uh, there is exceptions, right? But the older the vehicle, the, the higher the mileage, the, the more things falling off, right? So that, that, that's what I'm saying. Don't expect that the lights will be covered. Don't expect like heater fan if it suddenly stops when you when you bought a vehicle after two, three months, right? Those are consumables and not really consumables, but how to say, um, convenience items, right? Don't assume the remote stops working and that's covered under warranty. It's not, it will be your costs, right? Same as a, um, central locking in a way you know okay that will be affected car security more likely you know the seller would not he's not going to pay for the repairs for course you need to understand it's a used car you know certain things it depends how quickly they fail is in that sort of uh warm spirit three months is in those sort of three six months already will be longer that after the three months that the certain things will even more fall off like when you're buying a brand new car it has manufacturers warranty for three years you, you as a consumer you can't just expect buying a used car and you will have warranty on everything no same as the battery vehicle's um, battery is covered for the first year only there will be probably exceptions right on certain things when there is a bit of kind of bit of dispute about um, I haven't used it or I used it and, and uh, uh, I used it every day it's not a long mileage etc you know especially if you've been servicing the vehicle constantly on a, on a main dealer in one place they will help you out that's completely the difference that is a customer service um, just helping somebody out who is in trouble and I'm going a bit long-winded but just to understand <coughs> You know, you can't moan about everything to the seller, especially headlight bulbs or minor things, you know, um, home stops working, etc. It's just, it's a used vehicle. Every vehicle, every vehicle, brand new vehicles break down, you know, and that's why you have manufacturer's warrants and you can extend it when it runs out, right? So it means nothing is covered, so that means you can't expect everything all and above from the used car seller they only have some sort of margin what they make you know um, and if they follow our used car standard process um, sometimes there's nothing much in there so you have to understand you have to protect it that's your duty to, to purchase appropriate extended warranty at least for another three years right and doesn't mean everything will be covered there will be 
mechanical and electrical failure is covered, but there will be no wear and tear possibly covered. So make sure you uh, purchasing depends on our age and the mileage of the vehicle, uh, appropriate sort of wear and tear extended warranty which covers those items, you know, so you are more protected, you know. Even so, some of them will not cover your central lockings and etc. It will only cover mechanical and electrical sort of powertrain items, if I can say so, you know, which involve the diffs, the prop shafts, gearbox, engine, and all of those electrical components which controls all the subsystems for those for the powertrain items. Um, you see what I'm saying? So that means suspension when it wears out is not going to be covered. Wheel bearing when it wears out ain't going to be covered. Uh, again, some warranties it will, but again, it's a really grey area. So that means um, you need to buy a vehicle which is passing through the set standards what we have for every single vehicle. We don't go just looking in the vehicle out of blue. We have those set minimum standards which works for the consumer which should work and it should the vehicle should last you it doesn't matter how old is the vehicle but last you at least uh, at least two years obviously without replacing uh, tires brake pads fixing oil leaks coolant leaks cooling system operation you know um, certain things can fail during the uh, during obviously the age and, and the mileage and uh, basically the heck is going on here? The road rage. Um, and um, the two BMWs can't um, have a dispute about who's right, who's wrong. Stopping on the motorway. That's what you get. Um, let me get back where I went. Think about that. So, no coolant leaks, no oil leaks, cooling system operational, no fault codes and electrical systems. There can be some minimal communication issues which are not really affecting anything. Um, full service history you want, um, tyres 5 mil, pads at least 60% left and front disc and pads, rear disc and pads, it's fair wear and tear items. Fair wear and tear friction materials left you know there's no vibration audible noises anything like that in 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 the short term that what I define as a good used vehicle right like I said again uh, battery also passing the battery test um, rest of it buying a used car it can break down and like that, that's where it should be covered under uh, warranty mostly powertrain items remember again depends how old is the vehicle some vehicles you will buy they will be still covered under manufacturer's warranty some vehicles will be still have an extended warranty and, and seller will be able to transfer will be able to transfer tra to transfer this warranty over right so coming back to the answer i hope it educates a bit so when, when i'm coming back to mot standard mot standard is minimum legal requirement MOT doesn't define the vehicles in a good condition. MOT 
after passing the test, it doesn't define vehicle, it will stay in the same condition for the next 12 months. Right? So what this is what you need to understand. And again, what I'm saying, there's a conflict of interest in the trades. Again, we've seen some private sellers where they know MOT station, they have the friend and they're passing the test. I'm not saying everyone is doing it, but this is what happens. This is what we see on on a foundings on a week or sometimes we can know what the heck. You know, how this vehicle even has the MOT certificate. So these things happen. This also happens where the vehicle don't have any advisories, where more likely the person owned the MOT station and there's a excessive corrosion building up on a, on a suspension parts on underside of the vehicle and there's a heavy corrosion and you're wondering what the heck, how it's, how it's possible the vehicle doesn't have any corrosions mentioned on, on advisories. So that is real world and that's not a, that's not a fiction of the real world. Now what that means, what I'm talking about. Let me rephrase to be specific. Um, this is not a reality. This is the reality what happens. That's not a fiction of the what you assume should be, you know? Nothing is right in this world, you know? There's always black and white and always will be. So, MOT should protect you from the vehicle which has minimum acceptable standard where the vehicle passes, right? Um, and again, depends how picky is the MOT station because you have to remember always people always complain about everything when you will fail the car the person who you the MOT test to fail this vehicle he's gonna start complaining to Warsaw why did he fail my car you know <coughs> same as you buying a car when you're buying a, a used car you haven't checked the vehicle and then something gonna go wrong you're gonna start rejecting this vehicle where you shouldn't be inspecting this vehicle, understand the overall vehicle's condition, you know, and, and when something goes wrong, one light comes on, which is just normal, which could, which can happen, and again, where the communication breaks down between the seller and you, because you thought you want smarter, you wanted to rush the situation, and seller sold you a car, and then, suddenly, because something goes wrong, you, you, you switch the sides. Now the seller is bad, he sold you a bad vehicle and you want to reject it because you lost the trust. You didn't you didn't check the vehicle, double check the vehicle yourself, right? Seller, let's assume, didn't follow the uh, our used car standard, what we assume the vehicle should be. So you bought them, you now you start changing tires and pads and you're spending money, you assume you're spending money, right? Because you didn't negotiate the best value what the inspection will provide because we check for those basic things to our set standard will be assumed and it should be definition what is a good used vehicle and we have it you know and then because you spend the money on these things then the warning light come on you start defining and assuming to yourself the vehicle is bad no it's not you didn't know what condition the vehicle is you assume oh, I will change the pads and this and that and something along the line comes up like I said it's a used vehicle if you break down, your job is to make sure the vehicle has relevant 
extended warranty which will which will cover you for at least to the price of the which will cover you up to the value of the of that purchase price right well at least sensible cost of the repairs if, you, if you're getting like some peace of mind warranty where it covers you up to 500 pounds a thousand pounds when engine goes it, it, that is the worst scenario and it will not cover you you, you will just start uh, pulling your hair out of it you know but you need to make sure you have appropriate cover for the for the appropriate for the relevant price of that vehicle for age of that vehicle and for the repairs you know uh, how much it will cost to replace the engine how much is the used engine how much is used gearbox how much is re um, remanufactured engine and a gearbox so those will be still yours those would items would be your guideline how much money what would be the claim limit on that extended warranty based on the age the, the, and the price of the vehicle so you can rectify that vehicle you, you see what I'm saying so there's enough when the shit hits the fan to pay for those repairs again not everything is covered you know and answering this question checking it just based just purely buying on an MOT advisories again you don't know um, as ethical person who buys the vehicle you would assume yes that's correct but it's not it, the MOT is minimum legal requirement it doesn't define the vehicle's overall condition right we do we have set standard for that what are those minimum requirements so you're not investing as much money when you're buying a vehicle but all those basic things meet those requirements and that's and, and I'm saying again this should last for two years without changing tires brake pads timing belts etc there shouldn't be any leaks anything like that oil leaks or could be acceptable standard age related weeps based again on a mileage and age of the vehicle so therefore you have to always double check from who you buy MOT history service history service history defines vehicles overall maintenance quality if the vehicle has been maintained to the good standard and there's no wishy-washy um, and some parts of missing of the service history where you don't know what have happened so there's also during obviously the vehicles um, uh, life cycle that there, there will be some repairs in the ownership of the previous owner you know like EGR valves turbos engine repairs maybe chain issues and everything defines itself by who repair the vehicle to what to what standard how much these repairs were how good was the repairer so there's so many um, there's so many uh, not really the issues but the little touches during the lifespan of this vehicle life cycle what's been repaired to what good standard so all those things what happened before and who repaired them sort of defines that condition how good they've been repaired did all of those items and failures been repaired correctly to the correct standard not in a Mickey Mouse garages where you as an owner keeper I think you're gonna spend less money and you have a uh, master technician repair quality and standard and appropriate quality parts fitted on a vehicle um, which not Mickey Mouse parts you know 
where again every part has their life cycle duty cycle and how long this will last the, the, the cheaper the parts cheap components will not last you as long you know so that means there's so, there's so many um, there's so many issues you can draw out of it it's a kind of bit of philosophy you know um, when you do understand it and you find out how important it is and if you're not looking after your vehicle um, it's your problem that vehicle will cost you in the long term a lot if you're gonna start leaving 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 that's what most people do they leave they leave they leave then you're getting cracked tires uh, one brake pads I'm not gonna do it this I will just leave it and everything starts wearing out timing belt not done <coughs> cracked accessory belt cracked and you can be buying this vehicle based on MOT standard and that's gonna be thousand pounds on a small car for just get the vehicle to the acceptable standard minimum requirement for you to 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 that vehicle to increase the vehicle's durability and, and lifespan for the next sort of two two years that's going to be out of your pocket so do you see do you understand where i'm coming from now when we go out we don't trust anyone we don't know what standard they have um, rectified this vehicle from, from when, when that vehicle ended up on a forecourt. When the seller's buying a vehicle, they just buying. They don't even have their own standard. They don't have the standard what they should be when they're buying those cars from all those middlemen, like whether you as a private seller, whether you trade it in. If you trade it in, piece of dog right they have to take this dog and sell it and somebody will buy this piece of dog <laughs> you know which is falling in bits you see what I'm saying so that means those um, online platforms marketplaces who brokers who, who sweeps the cream off the used car seller eyes and then resell it to them and they saying this is what those sort of minimum requirements is but they selling these vehicles but if you're buying cracked tires everything needs doing that means there's additional expense and some people will not do those things and will still sell it for the average market value maybe slightly cheaper and the seller will earn that bit of profit out of it but you will pay that because you have been checked you know and I'm not like I said all of this time I'm trying to um, explain this we're coming back to the same thing no one has the minimum standard uh, when you're buying a vehicle. Everyone just does how they want to do it. You know, but we, when we check, we have the minimum requirements, minimum standards. Every one of the platform is trained and they're following the same standard the way the inspection has to be carried out. With uh, a lot of complexity involved, you know. So, if you are that generic person who doesn't want to spend money on inspection and he thinks he's going to save 180 pounds which is the price of the battery or price of the one tire or the price of the one key you know and you think you saved yourself a lot of money you it's going to be you buying this vehicle and that vehicle what you're buying from the seller remember the vehicle have to be in a satisfactory condition and it is right and it is it is you bought it you know, you've been given an opportunity 
but you save money because you think you are a very smart person but by saving just on battery you save you haven't saved on your short-term expenses what should be fixed prior to sell right or arrange the best price for you and that's where all the misunderstanding starts like I said like I mentioned before you're gonna start buying tires you're gonna start buying this and that and then something gonna happen and then you're gonna start assuming the vehicle is nothing the, the, the vehicle is faulty and you will reject this vehicle no it's not the vehicle is in satisfactory condition you haven't checked it you didn't want to pay the money you think you are smarter than everyone else and then you're gonna be blaming the seller now some sellers like I said they buy a car the car is in a satisfactory condition and they're selling it and it's up to them they can ask whatever they want you know but you haven't checked it but the car is in satisfactory condition don't just blame them the seller blame yourself you know um, simple terms if you are stupid you'll be stupid you know so you need to understand that we have the set standard you, you pay that money and those items will be checked cooling system leaks oil leaks battery tests start and stop systems tires brakes timing belt and if they're not to our standard and they need doing that means there's no fault codes in the system, so they acceptable certain things which can be. Uh, there's nothing you can do. You know, some cars are well known for those things, and, and more likely there will be something, some some glitch. You know, and that's that's fine. It's not going to cause anything um, for the vehicle to break down or operate unless something else sort of fails. You know, which is electrics like a bulb in the kitchen. You know that. And um, then you can buy, negotiate, and get the best price buy the vehicle and at least you know the vehicle is in a in a good used condition in a good condition based on our standard and with peace of mind you can buy this vehicle and um, and get appropriate extended warranty or just stay with the seller's warranty what they offer remember they don't cover everything on a used car so just um, again clarify what actually seller will cover in writing in terms and conditions so you don't have when there is when the dispute occurs you know you don't have illusional expectations you know and seller has different expectations and that's where mostly the cases are when things goes wrong and arguments starting because no one understands where they are you have too high expectations and seller has too low expectations or just seller has just a yes the vehicle has faulty and uh, what we're not gonna cover it and it's not covered on the boards but then you demand it it is so just be wise you know I'm not teaching anyone how to suck eggs I don't say you have to use our services but we do make a 
big significant difference. We also can source the car for you. We have a search search type services where we can search for you um, for several links, for several good leads which you, uh, meet our standards and responses from sellers are um, up to our standards and where we can define and understand yes this vehicle can be um, something worth looking at so and then you can have that option um, if you don't or if you want to save yourself hassle if you don't want to search online on the internet and wasting your time so we have those options and then we can give you those options and those leads you can have a look we have, we have also a car sourcing which is a bit more involved than just giving you a lead where we think this the seller yeah, responded to our uh, queries what we define as a good car and then giving you a lead then you can go have a look and buy it if everything uh, is acceptable for you or just book an inspection and, and do, uh, do the inspection see if things in an acceptable condition you know and um, purchase it that way or just use um, car sourcing where we will we'll, where we simply will keep going around until that car meets our requirements what we do please share this message to people around you you know we have this used car standard and that's that, that's what we define as a good used vehicle it doesn't matter how old it is you know and I'm not that doesn't matter how old it is every person has different perspective on the vehicles aesthetics you know that will be down to you as a buyer you know, aesthetics could 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 vary. Where this vehicle being used, by who is being used, by how many owners is being used, and and, and the scratch works. Um, yes, there could be insurance repairs. Some of them are poor. Some of them are good. That will be down to your standard. Depends on which inspection you will book. So I highly recommend to book an inspection because it finds out, uh, reflects 
all of the issues based on the inspection package to protecting you. Um, my mission and everyone's on a platform mission is to protect you so you know what you're buying, you know, and uh, with potential repair costs. So as, as long as it's explained to you, inspector will not advise to buy or not. He can advise with a, there's no reason to reject based at the time of the inspection. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong. It's not what you can, you can't, um, I don't know, damage the car. <laughs> and then say yes, you don't buy it. And if the vehicle is bad, the inspector will say, stay away or reconsider purchasing this vehicle unless the price is significantly reduced. You know, because any port vehicle, if it has the right price and you have the time and effort to uh, uh, and willingness to rectify, you buy it if the price is right. You know, that's the point of inspection, you know? And remember, but never blame the seller. Double check what you buy, you know, and buy the right vehicle in right condition. And when something does go wrong, you don't blame the seller. Again, it's not seller's fault the car will break down, but if there's something there, we can find it out and that could be fixed, right? Or as long as you know, and you assume, okay, this is gonna last me this, and you've got price reduction and you know, right? That's a completely ball game. That's why you use, that's a completely different ball game. That's why would you, you would use, um, our service, what I created and, and as a definition, for me, um, it gives satisfaction when somebody is satisfied what they're buying, they know what they're buying, they protected themselves and they have the right extended warranty, they don't blame the seller, minimizing the uh, litigation processes, minimizing that unnecessary unnecessary arguments between you and a seller because you know you bought a car in best condition possible and vehicle is in a good condition for the age of mileage or average right but then something happened and then everyone understands seller will try to get this thing right you know by but by the consumer rights act you know and 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 it comes back rectified and again if you want to repair the vehicle in main dealer and seller doesn't want to repair the main dealer, it's acceptable at least, then you, you pay the repair bill 50-50, you know? But as long as there is a resolution and no stupid things taken against like where seller just ignores certain things, but then he's no, he's in the wrong like engine failure or gearbox failure, and they, they just know it happened within those three months or within these six months, and he has to get it right. If he doesn't, obviously, you end up going to the court, you know? And sometimes it does happen with stubborn sellers, you know? And unfortunately, even inspection is a, at least you will have evidence. If there was an issue, there is liable, but if it's not, it's still under warranty, that's what I'm saying. See what I'm saying? And, um, and if we can help you avoid it, we will. But if it happens, it can happen as it's used car, as I've been, um, explaining this during course of this video it can happen but we can't prevent you can't prevent other person saying no we're not gonna do it you know but even there's a clear evidence the gearbox failed without your interference you know or engine failed without your interference and this and if the seller says no you have to take him to the court that's it 
there's no point about widespread, you know, they can find out unless it's your neglect or the way you use that vehicle or you modify the vehicle, which again will not be covered until a, a, as a, a reason to reject your claim because you abused the car or you modified wherever you modified and because of that it failed you know or, or likelihood it failed because of that you don't have like uh, you don't have um leg to stand you know as we know so as the sellers are bad the buyers are bad making stuff up you know especially when they start assuming something um start making stuff up where there's they start pretending there is a fault where there's actually not so you know let's just be fair that's what we do making a fair uh, making a fair assessment of the vehicle uh, at the time of the inspection at the time of the purchase so you know where you are where you both are and what happens afterward would be your um, would be your duty to get an appropriate extended warranty seller's warranty would always be just the basic stuff um, powertrain you know that that's pretty much it you know it doesn't cover you for you have to change your bulbs etc you have to do the maintenance the pads the tires everything we have to be in satisfactory condition there's not really a definition exactly what it uh, what it have to be we have that standard which is above satisfactory level you know um, by definition satisfactory as long as the vehicle is not falling out um, it's, it's, um, it's passing the MOT there's not no place etc um, it isn't satisfactory in condition if you have maintenance items uh, how you define that don't have to replace it if, you, if you're not checking it's not important for you it's down to you all right we're gonna cut this short if you like what we do please do share please do share um, our vision our mission we want you to have less problems as possible in life and um, that's my mission for everyone who's on a platform they are trained they have set standards they set, set rules how the inspection have to be done they're fully qualified technicians is why um, trade insurance is in place and um, liability insurance is in place and indemnity insurance is in place if the person wishes to have one um, Click subscribe. See you next time.